live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Good afternoon and a happy Friday to you and yours. November the 4th, the year 2022. Hope you're having a fantastic day leading up to a sensational weekend that ends with a Monday nighter with the Saints hosting the Ravens. We've got a lot to dive into today. LSU football gets another commitment. Can the Saints get it done? Is there going to be playoff bedlam this weekend? Can the Astros wrap it all up? Can the Pels continue to add to the Warriors' woes? An expert, well, I I use the word expert very, very generously. We'll have picks. My main man, James Mesh, back in the master control suite. In the producer's chair, spinning the tunes, pushing all the buttons. He's in the game studios, which are on the campus of Delta Media, which houses KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. We're also on 1041 in Lake Charles. We're streaming around the world and who knows where else on 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And if you're in the Acadiana area, before the rain start coming, you can simulcast. You can join us uh, on television as we're simulcast on Stadium thirty-two point three and one thirty-three on LUS Fiber. Did you miss the headlines of the day? Not to worry. The Blonde Bomber has you covered. Here is Holtberg's headlines. Just a couple of days ago, LSU got themselves a big commitment from. Offensive lineman DJ Chester of Conyers, Georgia, 11th best interior offensive lineman in the class of 2023. And today, boom, another one. Five-star quarterback Colin Hurley of Trinity Christian Academy in Jacksonville, Florida, announced that he's reclassifying to the class of 2024, and he has committed to LSU. So anytime you get a quarterback, you're in good, good shape. It's a very, very look. Whenever LSU and Alabama play, LSU rolls out the red carpet for recruits. They've got a ton of them in this weekend. So with that in mind, Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com will join us in about ten minutes and uh, give us the the list, the who's who's, the who's nots, and uh, get his thoughts on what what this game means from a recruiting standpoint we know what it means tomorrow as far as continuing on um with a win lsu controls their destiny and bama is done cooked history um a lot on the line not only on the field but off the field and for the years to come so we'll talk recruiting uh with mike scarborough you heard the news about michael thomas um Injured reserve, going to be out for the season. Um, man, the best ability is availability. He just hasn't been available for quite some time now. We'll talk about the Saints and the Ravens and Michael Thomas and what do the Saints do from here. 
with Larry Holder of The Athletic. It's a busy, busy weekend of college football, of course, and I want bedlam. I want total bedlam. I want Notre Dame to win at home against Clemson. I want maybe Georgia to beat Tennessee, LSU to beat Bama. Let's cause some some chaos in this thing. Um, we'll we'll talk about the SEC games, including Florida at Texas A and M. About the Tulane Green Wave and the year that uh, Willie Fritz and the and the Wave are having just outstanding, outstanding. And they're on the road at Tulsa, so we'll talk all about that with Blake Topmeyer. George Faust will join us. We'll talk about. I think the Cajuns have a tough one on their hands. Troy's coming to town and 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 defense travels and they've got a very 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 good defensive group. So a tough one in store. Why do you schedule teams like Troy for senior day? Come on. Got to get better than that. But anyway, um so we'll talk with George about that then. George Becknell, James Mesh and I will make our picks. It was um Quite the showing by the Houston Astros, particularly defensively at first base in center field. And how about Justin Verlander getting his first his first win in World Series action? Um, McCormick had an epic catch in center field uh, to to thwart the Phils and to save the Astros who win it 3-2, to two, upping their series lead to three games to two. It head back, heads back to Minute Maid Park Saturday, 7.03 first pitch. So um, a very gutty performance. Jeremy Pena, who replaced an Astros icon in Carlos Correa, and he hasn't skipped a beat. They haven't missed Correa, uh, and he has done a – Phenomenal job in the playoffs and in particular in the World Series. Hit another home run uh, last night. So a great win for the Astros. One win away from a World Series title. What is wrong with the Golden State Warriors? Uh, The defending champions. Uh, They are struggling to say the least. They are 0-5 on the road after losing to the Orlando Magic last night, 130-129. to The Warriors sit in 12th place in the Western Conference with a 3-6 record, including their 0-5 record on the road. They've had four straight losses on the current five-game road trip, which comes to a close tonight against the New Orleans Pelicans in the Smoothie King Center. You would think when Steph Curry scores a game-high 39 points, when his sidekick, Mr. Thompson, has his best game of the season with 27 points, that that would be enough. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, 39 and 27. That Man, that's 66 points right there. That should be enough. Well, they they get uh, they led by 16 in the second half, and they end up losing to the Magic. So let's hope they don't get things right until they get back home. Pelicans at four and three. It's a sold out Smoothie King Center. 
And that game is tonight. Tonight. So there you go. Uh, good high school football games this week. You got Lafayette Christian at seven and two overall there at St. Thomas Moore. The Cougs are eight and one. Um, they can lock down the outright district four, four, eight championship with a win tonight. They sit four and O in district play. Another good one. Welsh at eight and O is traveling to Crowley to take on Notre Dame. The Pios are seven and two. They've been the class of district five, two way all season. Neither team's really been tested in district play until tonight. The question is, can either defense stop the other team's offense? All right. Um, district title hanging in the balance. So um, we wish all the teams the very, very best as the regular season comes to a close and the playoffs will be announced. The playoff brackets will be announced on Sunday. And then game on. Game, game on. So we've got a lot to talk about today. We're so glad that you, oh, we got some birthday wishes coming your way as well. We got a lot to talk about. Um, I mentioned the Saints uh, taking on the Ravens this Monday night. The game will get you ready for the primetime matchup. Crunch time with Miguez and Mesh will be broadcasting live from Twin Peaks on Johnson Street from 4 to 6. So come hang out with the fellas, enjoy the ice cold beverages and tasty burgers this Monday night as the Saints take on the Ravens. Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, and Scenic Views. And before that, I said the Astros are just one win away from winning the World Series. They can claim that title Saturday at Minute Maid Park, and you can listen to every pitch, clutch hit, and thrilling moment of Game 6 on our sister station, News Talk 98.5 FM, 1520 AM. Astro launch begins at 6.30. First pitch is set for 7.03. And you can listen to it all live on our sister station, News Talk 98.5 FM and 1520 AM because 103.7 Lafayette, 104.1 Lake Charles will have the Crimson Tide and the Yellow Shoe Tigers live and in living sound. There you go. All right, we'll take our first time out of the day. It's LSU-Bama. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Talks recruiting and the impact this game has on it because both teams go after the top, top blue chippers out there. Uh, that's coming your way next here on the Jordy Helper Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Two. All right, we're, we're almost there. We've been talking about it all week. Can it get here soon enough? Well, it's right around the corner. LSU and Bama, 6 o'clock, Tiger Stadium, national television, with so much on the line, not only for this year, but in the years to come, because it's always a very important recruiting time. Nobody follows recruiting and knows it better than our next guest, and that is the one and only Mr. Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. How you been, man? I know, man. It's been a while. How you doing? Well, you're so busy. You're doing all those uh, uh, site chats and all. I can't get through to you. You're just too busy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it has been busy though. Uh, it, I know. It's, um, uh, we got uh, basketball cranking up, fall baseball, and all the buzz coming out of that. I'm hearing, uh, you know, uh, Omaha is a lock after talking to a baseball scout last night. And, oh lord, and football, here we go. We got Alabama week and, and a five star quarterback this morning. All right, let's get to the let's get to this. Yesterday morning, DJ Chester. 
Um, an interior offensive lineman from Conyers, Georgia, gave his verbal pledge to the Tigers for the class of 2023. Can't get enough of those. You got Zalen Hurd. You got Tyree Adams, uh, Paul Mubenga. So offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. How good is this kid? Uh, he's absolutely fantastic. He's a, uh, a, a solid four-star prospect, uh, good uh, feet, uh, athletic uh, for his size, and um, beat out a lot of uh, uh, schools in, in your peer group for him. So, um, you know, one of the things that previous staffs at LSU have never really done well is recruit offensive linemen uh, out of state. And um, you, you need to – this state doesn't have a whole lot of them, so if you can get two or three here, then two or three out of state, that uh, everybody that's, uh, that matters uh, as far as college football wants, you're, you're in great shape. And then we'll see if they might add one or two in the portal. Okay. Um, you know, they, they can go up probably to 35 total, uh, you know, before they have to be at the 85 next August. Right. That, that's um, I kind of like that rule. Just it doesn't matter how many you, you sign, as long as you don't go over eighty-five, you're good. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Then you mentioned the quarterback today, a kid that, and this seems to be becoming the the norm rather than not the norm, and that is kids reclassifying. So a kid from the class of twenty twenty-five is now going to graduate in the class of twenty twenty-four, and a pretty good quarterback out of Jacksonville, Florida, from what I hear. Yep, it's uh, the same high school that uh, Tim Tebow started his high school career at but didn't finish at that school. But uh had a chance to uh, see him in June at the LSU camp. And anybody who's watched our, sh- our shows and-, and read my message board, I've been raving about this kid for months. And, um, and who, is the- who is this kid? What's his name? Colin Hurley. Colin Hurley. Okay. He's uh, 6'1", about 210 pounds. Um, athletic, um, kind of re- might remind a lot about uh, Caleb Williams, uh, the, the quarterback that, uh, of course, went to Oklahoma and then transferred to USC. Okay. okay. Uh, he's got some uh, similarity to him. Um, super kid, highly intelligent, big personality. Uh, had a chance to talk to his dad, who's a retired police officer. And they told me back in June that to keep it under wraps, but that they were working to see if they could, that there was a real possibility that he would reclassify. And I sat on it for months and months, and, and sure enough, I don't know what all has to be done, the extra yeah. schoolwork, the extra, you know, is it correspondence courses, summer school, uh, you know, that's that's a good number of hours. And so yeah. um, he this kid's gotten it done, and, you know, so – Julian Sayan, who LSU was recruiting for the class of 2024, chose Alabama over LSU. But this Colin Hurley thing had been in the works, and I thought Sayan was leaning to LSU a couple of months ago. And so I think Colin Hurley had something to say about that, and, and we saw what happened a day, two days after Sayan uh, uh, announced to uh, Alabama. Okay. Um Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. You have such a great fan base that follows and gets interactive with you. What what are their um, what are their biggest concerns about Saturday's game in Tiger Stadium? Can you can you pinpoint anything? No, and um, I, I think it's it's a whole lot of things. Uh, 
you know, uh, I said it on my show uh, Wednesday night and, and just got phone with someone who said something similar that, uh, you know, how big would it be if LSU could actually get on the board first rather than getting behind uh, uh, two and a half scores before yeah. they wake up and start making, a, a, you know, making their run? Um, they, you know, we know what Madhouse can do at halftime and making adjustments and personnel moves, but can he, can he have it dialed in at kickoff? Um, and I think the other factor is, is that I think in LSU fans that have watched these LSU Alabama games for years under Nick Saban, know, <clears throat> you know, they, they might, uh, put the ball on the ground and not play so well against Texas A&M and it ends up 24, 21. Uh, but you when has Saban in Alabama ever given LSU a C plus game or a B minus game? Um, they just, they never just that I can recall. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, right. at a minimum, at a minimum, you're getting a B plus game uh, from Alabama in these LSU Alabama games. And yeah. so, um, I, you know, I, I wonder they had, they had some momentum. I asked Brian Kelly that question last night. You know. And and I kind of said it's just maybe a Monday question because maybe you have a different answer, but you know you had some momentum uh, after that the uh, the Florida and Ole Miss win, you know, yeah you get Major Burns back and and a couple other kids maybe feeling better physically, but you know do you come out uh, guns a blazing and and playing at the level and then of course you have to play even better uh, than you did two weeks ago. So, um, but that's, he, that's he, he, he likes we're gonna to find, update that, but I wonder if that'll ever change under him. That's what we're going to find out. I have been a proponent of changing that for as long as I can live. I've always said the buildup is too much. The hype is too much. You need to take the bye week after the Alabama game. I've said that. I remember, and I you, ta- that I remember to the uh, choir. you and I talking about this exact thing last year, this week. I, I've said it for 12 years now. For 12 years. It's too much of a buildup. Gets le- it got less miles thinking and overthinking, and that's never a good thing. And the fan base, and it's just too much. It's too- I've always said that, but I've been t- I've been preaching that for over twelve years. Just like I've been preaching the su- Super Bowl should be on a Saturday and not a Sunday. But anyway, who's going to listen to me until after my time has come? Um, Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Um, when you bring Harold Perkins on the field, sometimes you got to take B.J. Ogilari off the field. But but Brian Kelly said not so fast anymore. They found a way to get their best eleven players on the field. I wonder what that looks like. Yeah, and how often is that? Are those two on the field? Maybe they figured it out. But what is that for uh, an entire series? Is that only mm-hmm. in certain situations? Um, do we see it three or four times, or is it something we see? You know, twenty times. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah. But uh, I, the one thing well, that, that I do appreciate from Brian Kelly is when he explains what that situation is. Why, if you take Ojolari off the field, and why if you leave Perkins in, he's not an inside backer. And and if he's an inside backer, and what they want to do and playing nickel, he's got gap assignment. Um, it that's where he's been a breath of fresh air. Under unlike the previous two head coaches. He's very reminiscent of Nick Saban when he was at LSU, where that when you went to a press conference, you learned something about football, and he would exp- he explains things very well. And so, well, I want I want him to explain, uh, which I think is the biggest key to the whole ball game is 
those two freshman tackles who really aren't freshmen anymore. They've played enough downs where they kind of get it, but they're going up against the best defense and the best players that they are going to have to block all season long. That, to me, is the key to this thing. How does LSU's offensive line hold up against the pressure from Alabama? And you know Saban loves to blitz, and he disguises it as well as anybody that's ever done it. How does LSU's line handle that? Exactly. Um, can't afford any turnovers. I, 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 I keep. I think at the end of the night, Jaden Daniels' number of runs is probably going to be what it's been most season. But I do think the difference is I think there's going to be some more design runs for him. Uh, it'd be great if Josh Williams and Armani Goodwin and John Emery, uh, you know, two or three or all three of them have their best games. Yeah. Um, but their defensive backfield isn't uh, typical Alabama, just like LSU's backfield isn't typical LSU. Right. And so I think there's there's a chance for some points to be scored. And so, um, you know, let's see if the rain gets out early like we think it's going to. Uh, but um, I don't know. I, I, it's one of those deals where you, uh, I, the, I know a lot of people are, are picking LSU or picking LSU to at least cover the spread. Um, I don't know which way this one's going to go, I, but I, I – I mean, it's one of those deals where you 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 think Alabama's going to win, but uh, if you're an LSU fan, uh, you, you would love to be pleasantly surprised at the end of the night. Well, I think realistically, Bama went into Knoxville and lost by three. Should have won the game. Tennessee comes to Baton Rouge and beats beats them by a hundred. Uh, I don't know why people are so. I, I know that was a different point in time, but uh, Saban's had a, a, plenty of time to self evaluate and do things, and, and I, I just. I'll give my prediction later on, but uh, we have to think realistically yeah, I, I, here. I think Alabama covers the spread. I think we have to think realistically. But um, but you got to admit that the headway that uh, Brian Kelly and his staff have made recruiting-wise is so significant, and that, that plays a big role in, in this game as well, doesn't it? Absolutely. It's a huge recruiting weekend, and regardless of what happens tomorrow, where he's got this program and the number of wins and with the games that are left, he's yeah. going to meet and I think exceed expectations. There's no way in hell that anybody that anybody thought that the first CFP poll that LSU would be in the top ten. No, no way. You're right. A month right. ago, a month ago, people were wondering if they could get to six and six, and now look where they're at. Yeah. I mean, there's a real possibility, even if they lose tomorrow, that they can finish nine and three, and go to a bowl game and get ten wins. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and then you got a recruiting class that's as good as uh, you can expect. Uh, we'll finish inside the top five, most probably. And uh, you're already working on 24. You get a five star quarterback commitment. You get quarterbacks. And even though this kid's a year behind for 24, that's a draw for other kids. Um, a quarterback Absolutely. is always a figurehead and a Pied Piper or whatever you want to call it. And so, um, Mike, let me ask huge weekend, Tobiano, Ricks, um, all your commitments, many others. Uh, I just put up uh, another update to our list. The number one kicker in the nation, according to Coles, is the kid at uh, Bozier City Parkway. He's coming in tomorrow now. So, okay. uh, nobody's been, even been covering kicking recruiting. Um, I don't even think he's got a profile on any of the networks. So he's got one on Tiger Bait. And he, he, he also tells me 
this will be his third trip to Baton Rouge this month. So I'm waiting for Polian to, to give that kid an offer. Absolutely. He's kicking 60 yarders on tape. Huh. Let me ask you this, Mike. Uh, Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Give me one recruit that's still out there that LSU covets and is salivating over. I think it's Toviano. Uh, defensive back who can play corner uh, in safety. Um, I, I think he's absolutely uh, fantastic. Uh, JV and Toviano. That's, that, to me, that, that's uh, one of them right there. And then... Um, you know, I, I think there's going to be a third running back in the class, but I think I think it'll be a, uh, a, a, a transfer portal kid. I think it has to be a three running back class. Um, but of the non-committed high school kids, Toviano's a high four-star, Arlington, Texas. He's been at LSU. It's one of these deals where okay. Toviano doesn't do interviews. Okay. So in that case, you always watch their actions. And this might be like his fifth or sixth visit in the last six months. I mean, he's constantly coming down from uh, Arlington to um, to Baton Rouge. He hasn't been to an A and M game in College Station. He was at one, uh, the one at Jerry World, but that's it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that yeah. one's been a prediction for LSU for quite some time. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, the best in the business. It has been too long, and that's my fault. But thank you for today, my friend, and ha- enjoy your weekend, buddy. Hey, no problem. Talk soon, Jordan. Right. Thanks. All right, you got it. Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. So they get a quarterback, class of 2024. Can't get enough of those guys. Um, huge, huge weekend. Um, now, if you want to be one of the first people to see Black Panther Wakanda forever, text PANTHER to 337-283-8100 for your chance to win a spot for two on the guest list for a private viewing at Celebrity Theaters in Broussard on November the 10th. Once again, text PANTHER to 337-283-8100 to win tickets for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, brought to you by the game Celebrity Theaters and Sherman Insurance. All right, we skip around today from the college ranks to the NFL. Larry Holder of The Athletic is uh, on deck and ready to swing here on the Jordy Hilpert Show. On the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update. Presented by Tibbs Trailers here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Right, we are back at 35 minutes after the hour on this Friday, November the 4th. It's a football Friday. We've talked a um, little bit about LSU and Alabama and all the recruiting involved with that. Now we have to wait till Sunday. I mean, Monday, excuse me, for the New Orleans Saints as they host the Baltimore Ravens inside the Superdome. Larry Holder is um, one of my best favorite guests. He comes on and joins us on Fridays at this time and he's uh, kind enough to do it again this weekend good afternoon larry how are you sir i'm good jordy uh it's uh definitely an interesting weekend of sports uh, around southeast louisiana in terms of i would say there are three relevant football games we're watching and oh by the way the pelicans are hosting the reigning nba champions so it's certainly going to be a fun weekend uh, around town here the next uh let's let's call it three days but larry the most important thing of all the oak street poor boy festival returns returns to new orleans this weekend 
You got to go get a pole bar. What's your favorite pole bar? Shrimp, oyster, hot roast beef? What, if you got to claim one, what you going to claim? Well, it depends on where we're claiming because everyone makes uh, has their specialty. But, like, I will say overall this is going to be kind of maybe out of left field, but I'm a big hot sausage po' boy fan. I just there love hot sausage. And you got to have the right hot sausage. But I, I love that because shrimp, all this stuff, I get it, roast beef, love them all. But, no, I am a big hot sausage po' boy guy. Is Domelisi still hanging in there? It's been a minute since I've been there, but I'm a I'm a, a loyal Tracy's guy uh, oh. in terms of their po' boys uh, on magazine and third, and oh, so I've, I've eaten there for years. But look, there there's so many good ones. But no, Domelisi's. I mean, you can you can't go wrong there. I mean, there's no question. About <laughs> That's that. right. I just remember going as a kid with my dad. He loved it. Had had a little Bark's root beer, and all. oh, it was just so good, so good. So the po' boy fest. Okay. Um, Michael Thomas is he is he done as a saint? I mean, you think he's played his last game as a saint, or do you think they're going to hold on and try and get him healthy again and do something with him? I think it would be best that they part ways. I think there's me too too much angst there, and yet it's still it, it's not. <laughs> none of it is monetarily beneficial for the Saints because they have worked and reworked his contract so many times through the years, and so that's problematic. But I just think that when you've gotten to this point and you could point fingers, and uh, there are definitely fingers that could be pointed throughout this process. I don't think this injury is one where we should be pointing fingers. Uh, The problem is other injuries happened in the past and there were fingers pointed. And so there's definitely going to be a a sour taste no matter where you go. And so I think that at this point, I do feel like that they probably should part ways and move on. But still the Saints, even if they move on, they have so much money they have to eat. And, but they've done it in the past, but look, they've, they've gotten to the point where uh, they've kind of have to, you know, pay the piper. And I think that's – this is going to be one of those things that's probably going to have to happen. I'm I'm of the – I'm in agreement with you. I'm tired of people saying, well, when they get Michael Thomas back. Well, when is Michael Thomas – well, he's not coming back. Um, and it's a distraction, and I just – I'm done with it personally. Um, we saw the last time the Saints played – can the defense sustain itself? I mean, you're not going to shut teams out, but, boy, they sure were flying around – we had talked about it. You had always mentioned it. You gotta you gotta put pressure and affect the quarterback. Well, they certainly did against Derek Carr. Now the guy that got, got coming in Monday nights uh, is a little different breed than Derek Carr. I understand that, but um, they sure looked like they knew what they were doing, knew what the plan was, and they executed it. Yeah, and I think that's uh, kind of a shot in the arm for that unit. Uh, look, definitely, we've talked about pass rush a lot, you and me, uh, for a lot of weeks. Uh, during the season, and they certainly improved there, uh, especially even the last couple of weeks, but they definitely improved there. But like you said, Lamar Jackson is certainly far more agile, mobile than Derek Carr. And we've seen in the past where the Saints could have issues with mobile quarterbacks. Even the Saints had issues with Marcus Mariota earlier in the year, but yet they were able to make a furious comeback and win in Atlanta. 
Uh, and I, I refer back to even when Jalen Hurts was not an MVP candidate, uh, they made him look like an MVP candidate every time they played him <laughs> because he, he was yeah. able to play well. So I think that mm-hmm. uh, the Saints have to be wary of that. But look, if, if the Saints are able to play anywhere near the way they played defensively last week, and then you sprinkle that in with Alvin Kamara getting going and kind of getting the offense a little bit rolling. So, I, look, they, they played the recipe to win last week. That's the recipe they've got to play to win every week to win yeah. uh, on a consistent basis. And so, I look, and look, the Ravens are kind of up and down. And even in some of their wins, it's not like it's been pretty. So I think right. that... I think that the Saints, if they keep this thing going the way they want to do it, I mean, they, there's a recipe for them to win this game. I'm with you. Larry Holder, the athletic. I know Lamar Jackson, but who else does he have? I know the tight end's good, but he may not play. I'm not sure yet. But it's like it, nobody else scares me on that team. Do they have anybody like that? Well, that's the thing. That's part of why the Saints uh, – Probably might feel good going into this game. Mark Andrews got banged up last week with a shoulder injury. He's one of the best in the business. I mean, he's yeah. you don't hear about him as much, but he is about as good as Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's if Travis Kelsey's one, which I think he is, Mark yeah. Andrews is two in, in terms okay. of tight ends and one of the most potent weapons in the NFL. So if he's banged up, that's a plus for the Saints. I know Rashad Bateman, uh, who they'd like to be their number one receiver, same thing, out for the year. Just it, it, yep. that, that news came out at just about at the same time as Michael Thomas right. so, uh, earlier this week. So without him, and he hasn't even been a real big factor in and of itself. They're banged up at running back. Uh, you know, the head, J.K. Dobbins, he's out. Gus Edwards just came back, seemed to be solid. He might be a little bit banged up, too. So that's the thing. You just mentioned him. Where do they go? I mean, they yeah. have a, you know, uh, some weapons there, and they try to mix and match, but a lot of it's going to be on on Lamar Jackson's shoulder. So I think uh, someone that we probably should keep an eye on is Demario Davis trying to basically spy uh, okay. Lamar Jackson and maybe mano a mano who wins that battle. You, you've seen Monday night games in the Dome, and after what the Saints did against the Raiders, that thing's going to be at a fever pitch, right? I mean, and... Uh, and Andy Dalton, good old Andy Dalton, um, the line protected. He never got touched against the Raiders, um, and he was effective because he got the ball to Kamara, he got the ball to Taysom Hill, and then he was accurate in throwing the football. I think he gets Jarvis Landry back. Seems like something's building in the right way if, if as you mentioned, the defense can continue to play at a, at a high level. Yeah, I mean, the recipe is still the same, like, the reason why the Saints have faltered a, a bit is because the defense has not been up to snuff. I mean, we expected the defense to be top level, like top five mm-hmm. defense, and they haven't been that way. And maybe they're on their way to doing that. And, but when you look at, say, last week, like you said, they were able to protect Andy Dalton. They were able to run the football. I mean, that's a big deal. You add it all up, the O-line played pretty well. And when you look at last week, I mean, look, the Raiders had Max Crosby and Chandler Jones, and they were able to kind of stifle them. And so uh, I don't think uh, the Ravens have as prolific of pass rushers, uh, but they're uh, typically a well-coached team. I mean, we know, yeah. you know, yeah. John Harbaugh 
you know, he's he's been there, done that, and been one of the best in the business. But still, uh, you know, I think that defense can be had. And but don't make mistakes. I mean, don't don't let them in the game. And I think yes. you've seen the Saints do that so many times. Yes, that it's hard to say. Oh wow, man! Oh, I feel really good about the Saints. I don't know <laughs> if you can feel really good about the Saints against anybody, but still, there's definitely, like I said, mentioned earlier. The old recipe. There's a recipe yeah. that they've done well, and that they can, yeah. if they do it all together, they can win this game. Just got to get that root just right, and then the gumbo's delicious. Uh, Larry Holder, the Athletic. I, I've never said this before, but I'm really, really pulling for the teams from Los, uh, from Los Angeles this weekend. The Chargers are at Atlanta, and the Rams are at Tampa Bay. Which one, or do you think both of those teams can go on the road and win? I think the Chargers can go on the road and win. Uh, look, Atlanta, it, it's Atlanta's such a funny team. It's like they've got this kind of hodgepodge of players. And I mean, yep. you got to credit Arthur Smith. I mean, the, the fact that they're 500 right now, it, it's with they, they don't have a, a great deal of talent. Uh, right. So you got to kind of give him some credit. But uh, you feel like the Chargers, I mean, you look kind of. Position by position, and you you match them up, and you think, man, the Chargers, they should be better. And so, right. uh, you know, I I, uh, I could tell you, I did pick the Chargers to win in our uh, uh, okay. in our uh, weekly picks in the Athletic, but uh, I did pick the Bucks to win against mm. the Rams. I think uh, Matt Stafford is a little shell shocked. We we've been talking a lot about the Bucks and their offensive line. Well, let me tell you, the Rams' offensive line. Oh. They've had turnover, and their their offensive line is not good at all. Uh, they, and, they, and then Andrew Whitworth, Andrew Whitworth could go back to them and say, "How much can you pay me to come back?" And, and he would. I, I mean, he but he's going to be in Tiger Stadium as a, as a captain for the Tigers against the Crimson Tide. But man, they lost him. They lost everything. It seems like. Well, I also think he he should sit snugly in that Amazon Prime booth. Yes. Uh, commentating because he's very good at that. Like he's very good. So yes. I think he's good where he is there. Uh, and, and so uh, it, 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 they just do not have the same pass rush, and their offensive line is not good. Uh, they don't look. Allen Robinson has not been very good for them. And I think a lot. I think a lot of that actually has to go on Stafford. I think Stafford is. He, look, they got the best out of him, and now he's a little banged up. And I don't know if he's coming back and going to be fully Matt Stafford uh, anytime soon. So, uh, look, I, I think that uh, uh, I, I think Tampa can kind of get it right. Uh, they've got yeah. the, the players do it. I know you don't want to hear it, but I think Tampa can get it right. Uh, and, it's time and get for it right. Aaron Donald to be Aaron Donald again and just go get Tom Brady and put it to bed. But well, yeah, you we'll mentioned see. Aaron Donald. Um, look, I, I will say that the, the interior of that. Buccaneers' offensive line is is primed to be had. I mean, there's yes. Ryan Jensen is not their Pro Bowl center is not has never been there this year. He's banged up. I mean, you got people that can do it. So if if he if there's ever a game for him to be a disruptor, it could be this game. Well, I put in a request to Greg Bensel of the Saints for Larry Holder to lead the Hudak cheer before the uh, before the game. I haven't gotten a response yet. Uh, but with that being said, Baltimore at New Orleans. It's time for. Holder's hallucinations with his pick. What do you got? Uh, well, I will say I picked against them last week. That was obviously a bomb up. Uh, but still, I, I do think the Saints can win this game. 
uh, and I have picked them to win this game. I, I think the Saints, I think Andy Dalton can keep the ball moving. I think that they're susceptible through the air and then use Alvin Kamara. Uh, look, it's not like he hasn't been used well. He just hadn't hit the end zone. Right. If you get him going, then it opens things up. Uh, if they get Jarvis Landry back, of course, uh, that that's a, a plus. Uh, but but still, I, I think that they're starting to figure things out. So I think that the Saints are going to win. Let's go Saints 24, Ravens 20. 24-20. That's Larry Holder of the Athletic. I would be remiss. You give LSU a puncher's chance in this thing Saturday night? Well, you better punch early. I just don't think they should. <laughs> they can't afford to to fall early. No. They've done it so many times this year against teams, and and they've been able to come back. Uh, This is basically Tennessee. I mean, look, if you fall early, they can really kind of pounce on you. I mean, look, Alabama, uh, it was neck and neck at Tennessee, and Alabama's got firepower. So I I think that for LSU to be in this game, they cannot fall early. So uh, do I think they have a puncher's chance? Yes. Um, look, I'm going to pick Alabama. I mean, it's shocking. I mean, but still, I, I do think, though, that, that LSU definitely has a shot. I mean, they, okay. a, a more of a shot than I would have said three weeks ago. I mean, right. they definitely have right. a shot. All right, one last one just for Lanyap. Uh, between the hedges, or as uh, my, old, my old late great coach, Charlie McClendon, would say, uh, behind the bushes in, in Athens – you give the Georgia's favored by what eight, eight and a half? That's shocking to me. I feel like that's a big spread. I would maybe say like five May, six, at the most. Yeah, eight's a lot. Uh, <laughs> I look, I think, I, look, I think Georgia's a better team. I think Georgia's going to win. Uh, I, and look, Tennessee's played very well, and they got they got things going, but. I think Georgia's too much, and I think I think this is finally the time where where, where Tennessee kind of hits its little moment, and and Georgia says, "Look, we're the boss of the uh, yeah. SEC East, and okay. uh, we'll figure out what happens later." But yeah, I, like, I, um, it, it's amazing though, Jordy, that they're the biggest game of the weekend, and yet Alabama and LSU are both in the top ten in the college football playoff rankings, and they're second fiddle. I mean, it just goes to show you how really great the SEC is right now. No question. I, I look for chaos this weekend. I really do. Um, I think Notre Dame's going to be Clemson. I don't don't ask me why, but I just I just think they are. I think that's a team that's overdue, and I would love it for Clemson to go down. But we shall see. Um, Larry Holder, go get your hot sausage, poor boy, at Tracy's. Have a great weekend. See, I do listen because I care, and thank you for your time. You do, and my goodness, I'm at a boy. There you go. You're not just reading off of a card like Trebek, like on no, Celebrity Jeff. I, he reads from a card. I know he does. How do you think Aaron Rodgers can do it? Come on, Larry. Man, <laughs> you got to be able to ad lib off the cuff. Have a good weekend, I live, buddy. Thank I you. I live ad libbing, my friend. Yeah, me too. <laughs> got it, but talk to you next week. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you next week, man. Thank you. Delta Media has an immediate opening for a social media digital content manager. It's a fantastic opportunity to join our locally owned company and contribute to high-performing radio and television properties. They didn't ask me because I don't know how to do any of that stuff. It comes with a competitive salary, 
excellent health care benefits. So come join our team and have a great time inside a great company. Find out more at DeltaMediaCorp.com. Send your resume to Shanae, that's S-H-A-N-A-E, at DeltaMediaCorp, C-O-R-P, dot com. We'll be back. Wrap up our number one. Set the stage for a fast-paced second hour here on the Jordy Helpert Show in the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. You're home for the LSU Tigers trying to get the upset over Bama and the Houston Astros trying to win the World Series on Saturday in southwest Louisiana. Alexa and the game make a great team. Do yourself a favor and enable the Alexa skill, the game Southwest Louisiana, so you can keep it locked in to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, wherever you go. Pikes, brews, and omelets, too, returns this weekend. You can enjoy some of the best cycling in South Louisiana. Finish the day with food, beers, and live music. Register now at latrail.org. There's a variety of routes that ranging from 10 to 100 miles. Saturday's path explores St. Martin's Parish, ends up at the Tante Marie with hot gumbo. Sunday starts and finishes in Abbeville just in time for the giant omelet celebration. So sign up at latrail.org for bikes, brews, and omelets, too. Speaking of two, coming up in our number two, Blake Topmeyer, USA Today. His thoughts on the big games in the SEC George Faust, Troy versus the Cajuns on Senior Day, 4 o'clock, Cajun Field. And then George Becknell, James Mesh, and I will make our weekly picks. It's all coming your way. Hour number two here on the Jordy Helper Show. Live and local, this is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. It's hour number two of two on this Friday, November 4th, the year 2022. Basically, the hay's in the barn, and it's time to get ready to play some of the most um, significant college football of the season. And the SEC, four teams all in the top ten of the uh, initial college football playoff bracket will go up, head up against one another. So I had to call my main man to kick off our number two, Blake Topmeyer, from the USA Today Network covering the SEC. Um, are you? I, I guess first of all, Blake. Great to have you. Are you heading to Athens this weekend? I am. I'll, I'll be at Tennessee, Georgia. Uh, one of those weekends you'd like to be in two places. But it, it's interesting, you know, for Alabama. This is really just leg one of two for them. Even even if they beat LSU, they get, they then have to beat Ole Miss the following week. Yeah. So it's kind of a two stage. Um, test here for Alabama. So, yeah, I'm, I'm at uh, the big one and a half. That's why they say the teams in the SEC cannibalize one another. It's just, uh, it's a brutal, brutal stretch with very significant games uh, in November. Let's start with the game where you're going, uh, Tennessee at Georgia. I, I was, I got to tell you, Blake, I don't, I don't gamble. I don't make investments in college kids or anything, any games, but. I was shocked at the point spread on this, that George is favored by as much as they are. Did that did that surprise you? 
Yeah, when it opened at 9, I was pretty stunned by that. And I think the line has moved a little bit because I think uh, some of some of the gambling public has been stunned by that. So I'm still surprised it's as big as, as it is. But um, yeah, I guess the, the names on the jerseys might uh, might have something to do with it. I think there's there's probably some people out there still still skeptical of, of Tennessee, but college football playoff committee is not among them. Uh, I mean, I agree right. with the, the playoff committee that Tennessee's got the best resume. I think they're the deserved number one, and I, I do think this, this betting line is surprisingly big. So let's talk about what are your thoughts on Tennessee at Georgia? The, Tennessee's got the signature win, but look, it's it wasn't like they pummeled Alabama. They put up a great offensive showing, but they did give up 49 points. Still waiting to see the best of Georgia. Um, this is their moment, right? And uh, so what do you see? What do you see in this game? Well, I think for Georgia, it's um, it's a must-win game. I think for Tennessee, there's a possibility they could still make the playoff even if they lose in a competitive game Saturday. With Georgia, the committee clearly does not put as much stock in their resume as they do in Tennessee. I mean, I think the committee obviously likes that one win against Oregon, but they think Tennessee right. has a deeper resume uh, than, than what Georgia does. So Georgia, I think, has to come into Saturday as if they're in must-win mode. I don't know that Georgia uh, could make the, the college football playoff as a one-loss runner-up in the East. I mean, I think the matchup within the matchup is uh, sort of the strength on strength of these teams. Georgia's you know, team strength is, is the back end of its defense. The secondary um, is, is as good as any defense backfield in America. Uh, and then you see with Tennessee, they have a quarterback who's playing as well as anyone in Hendon Hooker, and then his talented complement of wide receivers. Nobody's been able to stop this Tennessee offense yet. We really haven't seen many teams even be able to slow it down. Uh, mm-hmm. However, I think this is the best defense Tennessee has faced. It's maybe the most balanced team uh, in the nation, talking about Georgia. I think it's either Georgia or Ohio State when you talk about offensive and defensive balance. So it's kind of like, what do you like? Do you like the offensive juggernaut in Tennessee? In some ways, they kind of remind you of 2019 LSU. Or do you like the more balanced team? And and I think that's that's Georgia. Um, I think in this game, home field advantage matters. I would I probably too. take Georgia in this one. If the game was at Neyland, I think I'd flip it and, and take Tennessee. I think so much rides on how Stenson Bennett plays. And so far, he's played very well. Um, and that Tennessee defense is very susceptible. Um, and man, with the tight ends that George, I don't know how you stop their tight ends. I, I nobody has yet. So I'm with you, man. I, I think Georgia does it, but it doesn't knock out Tennessee from the, the ultimate goal. I think you're absolutely accurate on that one. Let's come down to Baton Rouge. Um, this is a must win for Alabama for them to keep their hopes alive. No one no one ever, ever thought at this time of the year that LSU would be the 10th-ranked team in the country in the, in, the, in the eyes of the committee. So it's just been a remarkable season. Um, and they got a chance to, even if they lose to Bama, they got a chance to, to get nine wins and then a bowl game, maybe 10 wins. Hell of a first year for Brian Kelly. It really is, and, and who was at the, the Sugar Bowl, or excuse me, yeah, at the Superdome uh, in, the, in the season opener? Who would have thought this, right? I mean, that team no, was nobody. just a mess in the season opener. I was, I was there, and I thought, actually, as I left the press box that night, I said to a fellow sports writer, um, just kind of jokingly, I said, well, 
enjoy the Birmingham Bowl this year because that's where it looked like LSU was was headed. Honestly, it looked like they were headed for like a, a six and six, maybe six a seven wins. and five yeah. type season. Yes. And and they've really rebooted. I think it's been a, a testament, obviously, to to Brian Kelly's ability. I mean, we all know he's a he's a good coach. He's proven this for a long time. Um, but also, this is a talented LSU team. I, I thought that from the start. Uh, I really thought coming into the season that this was a team that could finish about third in the West. I still think there's that opportunity. They could finish higher than third in the West. They could win the West, depending on what happens Saturday. Um, Jaden Daniels continues to improve as the season goes. You know, He opened the year as, as a runner who could occasionally throw it. Um, now he's, he's more a full quarterback. I still like him more as a runner than I do as a passer, but I think he's really settled into this offense. The, the LSU defense, is playing more up to its ability, I think, lately. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I like Alabama in this game, but it, once again, the betting line feels a little big. I think LSU can cover. Uh, and I wouldn't be totally surprised if LSU sprung the upset. We've seen Alabama really have some struggles on the road this year. It wasn't just the Tennessee game. You know, if, if Quinn Ewers does not get, get hurt in week two in Austin, I think Texas wins that game. I mean, heck, hmm. Alabama needed a, a last-minute field goal. Uh, to come away with the win as it was. They've been a heavily penalized team on the road this year, Alabama has. So I do give LSU a shot. I I just think, you know, if this gets tight toward the end, so many times Bryce Young's able to pull it out. Uh, And, in fact, even when you go back to that game against Tennessee, had Will Riker made the field goal, (laughs) Alabama would have been able to pull that one out. uh, Yes. Almost single-handedly. Um, I'll tell you this much. If Jaden Daniels plays Saturday like he played uh, against Florida and against Ole Miss, LSU's going to win. I mean, five and six touchdowns by, you know, throwing and running, <coughs> LSU's going to win. It comes down to Jaden Daniels and his legs, I think. Um, so, so we shall see. We shall see. What are you hearing about the Auburn gig? <coughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, with with Auburn, I think the conversation starts with Lane Kiffin. Um, I, I think what he's done at, at Ole Miss has grabbed everybody's attention. Um, Lane has been a guy, obviously, willing to move in the past. I, I think he's a little bit of a different man at this stage of his life. I I don't get the sense that maybe he's necessarily dying to, to jump to Auburn, but I would think you throw enough money at him, he'd at least have to have to consider it. Uh, I think that's where the conversation starts. And I think if you, you have to move past Lane Kiffin, I, I think then you start the debate of who do you want between Hugh Freeze and Deion Sanders? Are you comfortable with hmm. Hugh Freeze's baggage? If you hmm. are, I think he's your guy. I'm not sure everyone at Auburn uh, will be comfortable with Hugh Freeze's baggage. Um, if not, and you look at Deion, are you comfortable with the high-risk, high-reward scenario that I think Dion offers? I think Dion would recruit really well. Um, he obviously is well-connected in the states of Florida and Georgia, which is important recruiting terrain for many, many college football programs, but especially Auburn, given its location. Uh, I think if Dion didn't work, he would leave a lot more talent in the program uh, than what Brian Harson's leaving behind. But we yeah. just don't know. I mean, it's, it's, a big, it's a big jump from you know an HBCU, Jackson State, um, you know, to the SEC, and not just the SEC, but I think one of the most pressure-packed jobs in the SEC. Obviously, we know kind of the, the long-standing story there with, um, you know, with the Auburn boosters. Like, it, it is tough, I think, for someone with, with no experience at the FBS level 
to be able to jump into that gig. However, some Power 5 school is going to take a chance on Deion Sanders, and um, I'm not convinced it won't work really well. I, I don't think Auburn in this moment at this time is necessarily the best fit uh, to take a chance on, on Dion, but, but someone's going to do it, and, and it might work. The, 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 the group that would be most in favor of that is that insurance company so Nick and, and Dion <laughs> could do their commercials and not have to travel as far. They'd save money. Yeah, that'd be a little weird. I, th- I think it'd be a little weird either with Lane or Dion. Auburn fans would have to get over that. You know, Lane has, <laughs> has publicly called Nick his, his buddy. Um, they do right. have a good relationship. There's a lot of respect there. Uh, you know, Nick Saban has spoken highly of Lane Kiffin, and, and obviously Lane went to went to bat for Saban <laughs> this past weekend after beating Jimbo. He really took uh, Jimbo's yep. task afterwards. Yes, he did. Um, yes, he so did. that would be a little awkward, I think, for Auburn fans, and I think it would be especially awkward to see their coach <laughs> in commercials with, uh, with Nick Saban. But you got to pass all that stuff, hire the best coach. I think Lane's the best coach that Auburn could get. I don't okay. know that, that Lane would say yes. But, again, I think that's where the conversation has to start. You have to make Lane say no before you move on. All right. Safe travels to uh, Athens. Enjoy that crazy atmosphere. Luke Bryan's going to be the celebrity guest picker. He's a Georgia Bulldog, so you know who he's going to pick. And you picked Georgia to win as well, and you picked a yeah. You didn't give me a definitive yeah. Yeah, you did. You said Alabama, but it wouldn't shock you. What, What would shock you less, Tennessee beating Georgia or LSU beating Alabama? Um, neither one would shock me, but I guess if I'm forced to choose, uh, I'd say Tennessee. I think Tennessee-Georgia is pretty much a toss-up game. Um, okay. I do give Alabama a slight lean, uh, but neither neither one would shock me, honestly. I would say okay. I'm, I was probably more surprised that Tennessee beat Alabama a couple weeks ago than I would be by either of these results. But I've, I've rewired my thinking on Tennessee. Nothing they do at this point would shock me. And and LSU beating Alabama that that really wouldn't shock me either. I think the, I think the, uh, yeah, both both Tennessee and and LSU have a real real shot on Saturday. The one big difference between that Tennessee team this year and that LSU team of 2019, LSU's defense a lot better than Tennessee's defense this this year. Both offenses scored a lot, but LSU's defense was better. So we'll see. We shall see. That's why we play the games. Blake, safe travels. Always appreciate your time. Enjoy the enjoy the atmosphere. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Jordy. Blake Topmeyer, USA Today. We'll take a time out here as we continue on our football Friday. Fridays with Faust. Cajuns got a tough one on their hands as the powerful Trojans of Troy come to town. We'll have that next here on the Jordy Helper Show. There's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of Acadiana sports media, KLFY sports director George Faust. It's time for Fridays with Faust here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. What's happening, George? Happy Friday to you, sir. Same to you, Jordy. Yeah, yeah, everything's good, man. Rolling along on another Friday, week 10. Got some district championships in high school. Got a big football weekend. We got a lot going on. A lot going on. I know, I know you're, look, you're, you wish everybody the best, but Welsh 8 0 at Notre Dame, 7 2, District 5 2 way on the line. Doesn't get much better than that. Oh, look, it's going to be a fun game. Obviously, Welsh has had a good year. They, uh, they're, they're a team that 
kind of can do do a little bit of everything, and, and I think the Pios are going to have to step up, play a little defense, and and put some points on the board. They got they got the offense, I think, to, to be able to put to put some points on the board uh, with their quarterback Aiden Mutal. He's their senior, the guy who's come back from injury. He's ready to play. Yeah, there's there's it's going to be a lot of fun uh, tonight. Uh, in Crowley as uh, a, a district championships on the line. They have, mm-hmm. The Pios haven't won a district championship in about three or four years. I talked wow. to one of the uh, one of the seniors uh, on the defensive side, Johan uh, Henskins, and he was saying that since they're, they've been there, they haven't won a, uh, a district championship. Uh-oh. So, Are you telling uh, me Coach Cook's on the hot seat? Oh, no. <laughs> Coach, Cook, Coach Cook is is on the coolest seat you've ever seen. <laughs> I was just I was just teasing. Another good one. Uh, Lafayette Christian seven and two at St. Thomas More eight and one District Four Four A Championship is St. Thomas More's. If they win, if they don't, LCA clinches a share of the title, and you might have a three way district champion scenario here. So. This is a big one at uh, Cougarland. Yeah, it really is. It's it's probably you know a couple weeks ago we had STM and Turlings, and that that was a huge matchup, right? And so STM got the better of Turlings because at that point Turlings still unbeaten. Uh, yeah, this contest has has a uh, you know it's it's that big football weekend type of. Atmosphere. Right. STM does a does a great job of uh, creating a home atmosphere. They got the <laughs> they got the lights that go on and off like in Tuscaloosa, you know. It's, nice. It's, uh, <laughs> so uh, that's the new trend. I don't really like it where the lights go off after they score a touchdown, you know, and start start blinking and stuff. Like, <laughs> you got to pay for it. You have to actually pay for that system. And uh, a friend of mine said. You know, I'll go stand up by the light switch and turn them on and off. <laughs> but uh, on the field, obviously, STM, they found their quarterback in uh, Sam Altman, uh, and they've got a wide receiver core that's really uh, talented. Obviously, Christian McNeese, he's actually a, a kid that transferred over from, from Notre Dame uh, to go play at STM. So he's he's one of their big wide receivers. He was my athlete of the week this week. Uh, he had three touchdowns and 176 yards receiving last week against Westgate. So uh, a big game from him. Uh, they've got, you know, there, there's, but LCA, you know, that that's a team that you look at their, 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 their record. It's a little deceiving because of the talent that they've played. And right. so uh, LCA right. will have to, you know, rely on Juwan Johnson and, and those guys in the, on the offensive side of the ball to kind of keep things in. It's that defense that needs to hold up for LCA because of the uh, the way Shane Savoie runs his runs his offense, hey, they're 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 going man. They're trying to get I don't know what the average snaps in a game is, but they're trying to get a record. I, they always are okay. <laughs> so, of, of most snaps in a game. I'm sure. So and, uh, they 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 like to run the like tempo up. There you go. You know, keep the tempo okay, up. Sure. So. All right, we'll so see what uh, regular, se- yep. regular season finale, the playoff uh, brackets get announced on Sunday. So we hope all those in the Acadiana area, the Lake Charles area, all uh, have the best of luck on that. I-, I don't know how you feel about Saturday at 4 o'clock. I think the best team in the conference is coming to town with the best defense. I think the Cajuns going to have to really play really, really, really well to win Saturday on senior day. 
when, when we at the beginning of the year when you pick you know you pick the games and everything, this was the game that I felt the most uncomfortable about for the Cajuns because for Troy uh, they they are you know a team that's kind of kind of finding finding themselves they they found themselves this season and they're starting to put it all put it all together and uh, for me it, it rely it all starts with the quarterback I think Ben Woolridge we found so the Cajuns have found their quarterback we've talked about it here Jordy like mm-hmm. you know, finally they've got their guy right and and at Southern Miss he didn't have the best performance. Uh, kind of after two really good performances, he kind of right. tailed off a little. He needs to hone in and, and and find whatever he did right in those two games prior to that Southern Miss game, to, uh, because I think it all relies on him and the consistency that he can he can uh, relay in this contest. Uh, he, I think as he goes, their offense goes, and uh, he's got the weapons. I I feel like the Cajuns' wide receiver core is pretty talented, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and they have some weapons. So. Uh, for me, for me, I, I like to uh, I, I like to score first and then hold them. Uh, but that's not how a lot of coaches see it. They like to defer, take the ball at the second half. Right. For me, right. I think I, I think the key the key for the Cajuns is they they're going to have to jump out early and 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 keep be in the lead early to give yourself confidence and continue that confidence throughout the game. I think that's well, the key for the Cajuns to jump well, early, jump out early. Well, Woolridge is going to, like you said, he's going to have to play well because uh, Troy doesn't let you run the ball on him. So he's going to have to throw it to set up the run. Um, and he's going to have to be very efficient and very accurate on that, um, which he wasn't against Southern Miss. But he, he has shown the propensity to be able to do that. So we shall see um, on Senior Day uh, at Cajun Field with a 4 o'clock yeah. start. So we wish the Cajuns all the best. I got to ask you um, your thoughts, LSU Bama. Wow! Look, look I, I heard you. I, I just tuned in right before uh, with your previous guest, and you're you're dead on for my for my analysis. Uh, I think Jane Daniels, the way he plays, if he can play like he played against Florida and Ole Miss, I think I think it's I think LSU's got a real good shot at at, at getting that victory, the upset of Alabama. I still tend to think Alabama's probably going to win the game. Um, what are they? Thirteen point favorites. I, I don't know if it's going to be that wide, but uh, but I, I do think Alabama probably just has a little bit more experience, and, and uh, I think the tide probably maybe eke it out. I don't know. I, I, I'm I, I, for for all of my Tiger fans that are friends of mine. I I, I want the Tigers to do well and win. But I, I, I'm looking, trying to look at it realistically, and Absolutely. I just think Alabama's still got a well, little bit of notch above the, the Tigers here. Look, look at the common denominator, okay? So Alabama goes to Knoxville and should have won the game, um, but they get beat by three and they score 49 in getting beat by 52 points. Tennessee comes to Baton Rouge. That wasn't even – and I know, I know Brian Kelly said, yeah, we did go in on fourth down because it was – you know, we were trying to win the game, and it got a little lopsided. But Tennessee blew their doors off. So if you right. just look at that comparison, you're going, "Well, how in the heck does LSU have a remote chance in this ball game?" Well, we right. we'll see. A little Tiger yeah. Stadium magic. We'll, but here again, isn't Alabama used to that kind of environment? Everywhere they go, it's like Always. that. It's it's funny because uh, you know I was talking about it with my son, and he he pointed out. 
everybody gets a bye week before they play Alabama. It's like everybody wants that two weeks to prepare for Alabama. It still doesn't work. Right, and it still doesn't work. That's the funny thing, right? So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. Well, George, I can't thank you enough. Enjoy the high school football. Enjoy all the college football. We got the Saints on Monday night. Got the World Series. Got the Pelic. I mean, it's, it's a great time of the year, man. Go enjoy it. Thank you, as always, for your time and your expertise. Thank you, Jordy. Always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. All right, Georgie Faust. Here we go. Tune in next week to Jordy Holtberg for Fridays with Faust here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Jordy Holtberg Show prides itself on settling for nothing less than the best. This thing has a variety of nauseating aspects to it. Jordy has the best takes, the best guests, and let's be honest, the best nickname. The Blonde Bomber is cool as hell. I agree. All right. Let's play ball. Back to only the best on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, my favorite day of the week, my favorite time of the day, and that means uh, we get to make our picks. We've talked about it all week. It's time to pay the piper. George Becknell joins us along with James Mesh. George, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, Jordan. Good afternoon. I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? Great. We got 11 games, guys, so let's not dilly-dally. Let's get right to it. We're going to start with the Smoothie King Center tonight. Golden State is 0-5 on the road. This is the fifth game of a of a five-game road trip. They're on the back end of a back-to-back. The Pels got in from the West Coast on Thursday. Golden State at New Orleans. What do you think, George? Uh, yeah, George. so so I think I think the Warriors will be 0-6. Look, I get it. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, the whole squad. But, man, that locker room is a mess. It's a mess. You know, Draymond punching people. They pool not cool, whatever. They're a mess. The Pelicans are the up and rising team in in the wings. I, I know Brandon Ingram's not healthy, but I like everything else the Pelicans have behind uh, behind Brandon Ingram. All right. It took a lucky shot from Matt Ryan for the Lakers. Matt basketball Matt Ryan for the Lakers to beat the Pelicans in overtime. Give me the Pelicans at home in the blender. George, you would have made one of those free throws, right? Just one. Oh, absolutely. I made both of them. Okay. You would have too. We just need one. Just need one, and the game's over. James, you like the blender and the Pels, or do you like Steph and the Warriors? The Warriors do worry about me, but they do worry me. But I think I'm going to go with the Pels in this one. I mean, they've looked like a really good squad though so far this season. I think that they, I think that they can get done. I'm still wondering. What, I know Bi is supposed to be coming back soon. I don't know if he's going to be back tonight, but I think he's going to be back for Sunday's game. If I'm not mistaken, I, I, I don't know. He might play tonight. I don't know. You you never know. Look, look, the, this is not the Houston Astros, the best getaway day team in sports. Uh, I've been around the NBA a long, long time. That last game on a five game road trip, man, those guys, they got their bags packed. They missed their families. They just want to get home. Give me the Pels. World Series oh. game six, Saturday in Minute Maid Park. Astros lead the Phillies three games to two. We saw what the Phillies did in game one. Does this thing go seven, or the Astros close it out in six, George? 
Jordan, I think the Astros close it out in six. They they they've got they've got better pitching. They've got the whole nine. Don't get me wrong, I'm impressed with the Phillies. The fact that they stretch it out to six because I thought they'd lose in five. But Minute Maid Park, the Astros not gonna lose again in Minute Maid Park. Right. Give me the Astros to knock it out. Astros in, in six. six. James Mesh, what say you? I think the fact that you were able to get out of last night's dogfight with the win, I think that that was everything that they needed to get the the win tomorrow night and finish it up in six as well. I got two words for you. Framber Valdez, give me the Astros in six. All right, yes, let's sir. Get to, let's get to college football. Man, I'm hoping against hope against hope. In the uh, college football playoff rankings, coming in at number four and in the final four, Clemson. They got to go to South Bend to play Notre Dame, who's been a disappointment this year. But aren't the Irish overdue to have one really good game and throw this thing into chaos? What do you say, George? No way, Jordy. Not not this week. Look, don't get me wrong. I'm with you. Clemson's going to blow a game before the season's over with. Just not this one. I mean, the Notre Dame fighting Irish – they, like you said, they've been a big disappointment. They haven't played anybody, and they're averaging less than 30 points a game. They're terrible. Clemson's going to roll all over them. <laughs> okay. Joel, uh, James, what? Uh, I don't know why I have a sneaky suspicion you might go somewhere else here. I may be wrong. Uh, no, I'm definitely going Clemson with this one. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. I'm going I'm to stick with them as well. I think maybe if they do have that slip-up game, maybe it's against Louisville. Maybe next week, but for me – uh, I never believe in the Fighting Irish. They're they're always a huge disappointment. I never know why they get put that high in the rankings to start the year, but they they always end up failing. And I, I think even though it's going to be on the road, I think it'll be a close one. You may see it within a touchdown. I am promoting chaos. Give me the Fighting Irish. <laughs> they're going to polish those gold helmets. Heck, they may pull an Araparsegan and come out with green jerseys. Who knows? Give me the Irish to upset the uh, Dabo Sweeney and Cle- I don't like Clemson. I'm sorry, don't like them. I don't think they should be the fourth ranked team in that poll. Bump them out. Give me the Fighting Irish, Dad Gummit. All right, this is not. These are two teams that aren't going anywhere this year. But I'm just curious. Uh, Florida at Texas A&M. George, what do you think? Jordan, Texas A&M is favored, I believe. Yeah, but I mean, they're they got their quarterback. Fire. They got a freshman. I mean, he, he looks solid. I, I can't take nothing away from him, but I'm just watching Florida. Florida's lost some games, but I just – my gut tells me they're they're more formidable in the SEC than Texas A&M. Okay. Texas A&M might not win another conference game. I think, I think they're just terrible. So give me Florida to win on the road. All right. James. I think this is the perfect game for Billy Napier and the Gators to get a little bit on a hot streak and finish off the season really hot. So I, I'm going to take – I'm going to take the Gators, even though they're three-point away underdogs. I'm taking the Gators as well. I like Anthony Richardson in this, Richardson in this game. I think Texas A&M is, is already waving the, the white flag of surrender by playing all these freshmen, and they're saying, hey, look, we're, we're, we're getting ready for next year, next year. Mm-hmm. And I think the demise of Jimbo Fisher continues, and it, oh, I love it. I love it. Give me, <laughs> give me the Florida Gators. All right. Nobody thought this. 19th ranked in the college football playoff rankings, the green wave of Tulane. What a job Willie Fritz and that team, that squad has done. Tulane's on the road at Tulsa. George? George, Tulsa's one and three in the conference. 
This 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 is a blowout city. This is this is Tulane when that wave is gonna roll, it's gonna flood out the whole state of Oklahoma. Give me Tulane to win big. Roll green wave rolling down the field. James Mesh, what say you? I'm practically swag surfing how hard I'm riding this green wave. <laughs> I'm going with Tulane all the way. <laughs> Best one fighting, line that I heard yeah, in the Give wild. me the fighting Willie Fritz's Tulane rolls. And you know what they're all saying in New Orleans? Come on now. How about a how about a bowl game between LSU and Tulane? They would mm. love nothing better. <laughs> they could uh, get beat the brakes off of them. It's not gonna be good. One of my biggest claims to fame is we played Tulane twice a year in basketball, eight and oh. I told guys they didn't know who Tulane was. I had guys from Kentucky, California, um, Australia, Florida. They didn't know Tulane from a man of the moon. I said, dudes, we ain't losing to Tulane. It, it means yeah, something to not. me. It means something to me. We ain't losing. Thank goodness we never did. All right. Um, a tough one in Cajun land. Troy, the best in the Sun Belt West. Uh, taking on the Cajuns at 4 o'clock on, at Cajun Field. George, what do you think? Jordan, my heart says Cajuns. My mind says Troy. I I, I can't do it. I, I'm just – I think Troy's a little too good, a little too fast. I I, I like I like Troy in this one. Um, hopefully the Cajuns prove me wrong, but I'm putting my money on Troy. James Mesh? I'm going to do a little bit of what I've been doing, George. I'm going to go against them. <laughs> so that way – we jinx them to where they do win. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Troy, the Troy Troves in the, in this one. Yeah, I think, uh, I think defense travels. I think this is the best defense that the Cajuns will face um, in, in the conference. They don't let you run it. Um, I, I, I just like Troy. I think, I think they're gonna upset Senior Day for the Cajuns. We'll see. All right, the two big games in the SEC: Tennessee at Georgia with the Bulldogs. <sighs> About an eight, eight and a half point home favorite uh, against that juggernaut offense of Tennessee. What break it down for me, George? Well, George, if you look at it, Georgia is averaging ten points a game, giving up on defense. It's one of the better defenses we've seen in a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. They're at home; they mm-hmm. score as much as Tennessee. So, my football sense is telling me that Georgia should win. However, I believe in Hendon Hooker. <laughs> I believe in him, the hooker. I believe it's the volunteers' time. I think they're going Athens and they get it done. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a thriller. Okay. But the volunteers go to Athens and, and upset the Bulldogs by three. All Give right. me Tennessee. James Mesh, are you on that same wagon? I was going to say, you are not the lone wolf, George. I'm going <laughs> with the Vols as well. I think that this is Hennon Hooker's. Heisman moment. This is where he gets it. This is where he secures it. And they keep the number one position. I'm going to be the contrarian. Uh, there's something to be said between the hedges. Uh, there's something to be said about that defense. There's something to be said about the quarterback in Stetson Bennett, who has uh, been there. They've got that championship mm-hmm. pedigree. And Tennessee's getting a little bit too cocky for themselves in my book. And their fans are just obnoxious. So they give are. me the Georgia Bulldogs, but that does not eliminate Tennessee from getting to the ultimate goal, which is a good possibility that they might. So I'm going to go against you guys, and I'm going to say the uh, the Georgia Bulldogs close. they got to keep it in the 30s, and I think they can do that. Give me the Bulldogs to win it late 
uh, behind Stetson Bennett and those freaking tight ends they got. They got about eight of them, and that that Bowers dude, I, nobody stopped him yet. I don't see who's going to stop him from Tennessee because Tennessee's defense is not all that and a, and a handful of nuts. I'm just saying. So uh, look for Bowers to go crazy yet again, and he should be a Heisman Trophy candidate. All right, Alabama at LSU. Take your purple and gold glasses off now. Give me your give me your expert analysis, George. Well, Jordan, if you look at it, Bryce Young ain't a hundred percent, you know, and I feel like Jaden Daniels is is hitting the stride at the right time. LSU's made some changes on their defense. Their defense is better. This ain't your typical Alabama offensive line. This ain't your typical Alabama defense. They they they're giving up a lot of points, Jordan. I think it's time. I'm gonna tell you, I was in the Superdome going back and forth with a Raider slash Bama fan. Perfect timing. Who walks up? Jaden Daniels. I say, hey, man, that man's going to take y'all out. Jaden Daniels is going to make his national debut as he beats Alabama at Tiger Stadium. It's going to be close. I'm not going to say Alabama, uh, LSU is going to win by two touchdowns, but Jaden Daniels gets it done. Give me the Tigers by three. Okay. All right, George. James Mesh, you're on the pulpit. Man. Uh, Preach. <laughs> I think the the thirteen and a half is way too much. It's always yeah. a it's always a with within a one score game. I don't think it's going to be a touchdown. I think that this is a really good opportunity for LSU to take advantage. Like you said, Jane Daniels, he's hitting his stride right now. The offense is looking really good. You like that Harold Perkins is actually getting playing time on the field. Crimson Tide, they don't look as good as they used to. They don't have the the wide receivers that we're used to seeing them have. I think that this is a really good opportunity for LSU to get the win. I'm still going to go with the Crimson Tide, though, by three. All right. I got to see how these young pups on the offensive line handle the best pass rush they're going to face all year long. Um, They're not playing against uh, Dutchtown, and they're not playing against uh, West Monroe. They're playing against Will Anderson and company. Um, Nick Saban's a defensive specialist. Uh, he's played against quarterbacks like Jaden Daniels. I'll tell you this, right? If Jaden Daniels has a game like he had against Ole Miss, LSU's going to win. I mean, five, yeah. six touchdowns, they're going to win. I don't know if Nick Saban allows that. I just don't. Um, uh, I like their quarterback, whether he's not 100% or not. I saw what he did at Tennessee. Uh, man, and, and it's like when we played Kentucky, my freshman year, we thought, oh, man, we, we – we can play Kentucky and beat them. They beat us by 35. The basketball God said, not this early. We're going to have to, you're going to have to work a little bit to get there. Brian Kelly in his first year, I think he's going to have to work a little bit. I don't think this is the team that's equipped to beat an Alabama team. So give me Alabama, but I think, I think the Tigers keep it within uh 10, something like that. Um, unless Bryce Young gets hurt, man, that's, I don't, I just don't see it. I hope I'm wrong. I really do, because I'll be in that number, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> all right, let's go to the NFL real quick. Uh, not These are kind of anticlimactic, but it's all in the NFC South. Um, can the Chargers go to Atlanta and help the Saints out by beating the Falcons and Marcus Mariota, George? Yes, they can. They're better. They've been underachieving, but I believe they're the better football team, so absolutely. All right, give them the Chargers, James. It's tough because Justin Herbert – He's not going to have Keenan Allen once again, and he's not going to have Mike Williams. So, And then even his number three receiver, Josh Palmer, 
he's questionable. So he, he's going to have to look for a huge Austin Eckler game and look to get it to Donald Parham. I think Atlanta, the fact that they got by by the skin of their teeth, I think that leads to me going with the Chargers getting the win. Yes. Give me the Chargers. Marcus Mariota, he's been Rip Van Winkle. Now he wakes up and becomes Marcus Mariota again uh, for a week. So (laughs) so give me the Chargers. Man, I'm pulling for both teams out of L.A. I can't figure out the Rams and what's happened to them. Aaron Donald's disappeared. It's time for Aaron Donald to step up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. George, what do you think? I think Aaron Donald does make a make make a few plays, not because he's Aaron Donald of old, because the Buccaneers' offensive line is terrible. Okay. Like they've been they've been playing very bad. Tom Brady has looked rather average this year. I know it maybe Father Time's catching up. I've seen nothing from the Buccaneers to make me think that they're going to beat the Rams, even though the Rams have been bad. So give me the Rams on the road. Ooh, I, I think they're I good like enough it. to to beat the Bucks. I like it. I like it a lot. James Mesh, your turn. I think the Bucks have a good opportunity to win this game, but they do have a lot of injuries and quite a few key positions in my eyes. I know that the Rams, they've been pretty disappointing as well. I'm still worried about Matthew Stafford and his and his elbow and his, and his injuries, but I'm going to take the Rams in this one because, if I'm not mistaken, they had played in Tampa for the NFC Divisional round, and, and they ended up beating the Buccaneers sure to move to the, mm-hmm. to the NFC Championship. I think that yeah. they're able to do it again because I, I think Cooper Cup he he will still is be he available. Healthy is he? Is he playing? Cooper? Yeah, I think so. I'm I'm okay. checking the yeah. I'm checking the injury report again. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think it was as bad as what they thought last week with the ankle. Yeah, because I think they said he he escaped like having a major injury, so I, th- okay. I believe it was minor. All right, good. Um, just because I don't want Tampa to win, I'm going to pick the Rams to win and. <laughs> And maybe Aaron Donald uh, wakes up from his slumberland as well and gets some help and the Rams become the Rams of old for a week because I want the Rams to beat Tampa because I want my Saints to take care of business. Baltimore, Monday night, in the Dome. You got the, you got that quarterback. I keep telling everybody that he needs to look at that bowl game between Louisville and LSU. They do. When LSU he, he put looked- the clamps on him, he didn't do anything. Nothing. What do you Not think, George? Thing. What do you think? Jordan, I'm concerned because the Saints always struggle with a mobile quarterback. Yeah. Mario Davis looks a step slower. Cam Jordan looks a step slower. Um, Monday they, night. They played like they played last week. Monday Saints night. Win, but I don't – I'm not get there. Get lathered Jordan. up in that dome. Yeah, I'll be there and I'll be loud. But I, I think Baltimore is going to win. Okay. I, I just believe in the mobile quarterback against the Saints always, always gets us. Give me the Ravens by two. I can't name another player on the Ravens other than their tight end who might be out. Other than that, I don't know anybody they have. Who who's he going to go to? Oh, think about that. You, I'll give you a chance to rescind your vote if you want to. No, nope, you're I going can't do it. with it. Darn. I'm All right, James it. Mesh, your turn. Yeah, so Rashad Bateman's out for the year. Devin Dumer, Devin Duvernay is their best wide receiver right now. Mark Andrews, he's questionable. Gus Edwards, he's questionable. And then J.K. Dobbins is going to be out for the next couple of weeks. So it is kind of tough for them. I'm going to do another sacrificial lamb pick, and I'm going to pick the Ravens. (laughs) I like your psychology. Give me the Saints at home, Monday night football. I think that place is going to be crazy. By the way, it's going to be hard for Lamar uh, to hear the signals. 
and the line to hear the signals, and I don't know who he's going to throw the ball to. He's going to try. He's going to have to run it a lot, and you run it too much. Boom. You see who's leading the NFL in interceptions, guys. You see who's doing that? Yeah, I know. I don't, you know. Chauncey hey. Gardner-Johnson <laughs> leading the league in interceptions. Oh, well, George, enjoy the weekend, buddy. Great talking to you. James, thank you. Uh, We'll come back and wrap it all up after this final timeout here on the Jordy Heldberg Show. Here's three pieces of advice to live by. Never play cards with a guy whose last name is a state. Don't spit into the wind. And always listen to the Jordy Heldberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. One of the things I love about betting on the NFL is that I'm always finding new players or game props that I like. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine these props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. Perfect for Sunday's Bucks-Rams game. I'm going to take a Cooper Cup anytime touchdown, the Rams money line, and then a Leonard Fournette anytime touchdown. Same game parlays are just one of the reasons why I bet with FanDuel. You get your fast withdrawals when you win, and then there's odds boosts and specials each day and some super big boosts each weekend around the biggest local and national matchups. There's no feeling nailing a same-game parlay bet, so lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook. New to FanDuel? Sign up today with promo code KLWB for a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's promo code KLWB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 and older and present in Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after their receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fandog.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. James Mesh, well done on the read. Um, We'd like to thank our guest today, Mike Scarborough, tigerbait.com. Larry Holder of the... Athletic, talking about the Saints. Blake Topmeyer, USA Today Network. With the big games around the SEC, George Faust, the sports director at KLFY on the Troy Trojans, coming to Cajun Field. And some pretty big high school football games with district championships on the line tonight. And then you got our fearless picks with George and James. Um, If today, November 4th, is your birthday, happy birthday from all of us to all of you. You share your day with... Um, happy 53rd uh, birthday to, all right, all right, all right, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, happy 53rd birthday to Diddy. How many names has Diddy had? Sean Combs, P. Diddy, Diddy, what is he? Um, and happy 61st birthday to the Karate Kid. Ralph Macchio is 61. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. What a, that was great. Fun to watch. Fun to watch. All right. Um, wow, what a weekend. If you're if you're a sports fan, I mean, you can't go wrong. Starting tonight with the Pels, Saturday with the Tigers and the Cajuns, Sunday with the NFL, Monday with Monday Night Football. You got the World Series Saturday, maybe even Sunday. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's just unbelievably awesome. So we thank you for joining us throughout the course of this week. Uh, we'll see how we fared, and we'll recap it all on Monday, God willing. So until then, I am Jordy Hultberg. Uh, stay thirsty, my friends. Do everything you can to stay healthy. Let's be kind to one another. And hey, life is short. Let's all be happy. Have a great rest of your Friday. Have an even better weekend. 
and we'll talk to you again and maybe see you again on Monday. So long, everybody.